0: Means it is, I am back, it is on honestly for the second time because I recorded this on the drive home from work yesterday. And um, when I got home, it didn't save. So hopefully, I'll have better luck tonight. Uh, We'll see how it goes. Don't even know if anybody will hear this because I'm using a, a Bluetooth mic headset by an uh, anchor, so if you are here in this, anchor, one hell of a product, um, if you don't, well, fuck it, <clears throat> so I've been away for a while, um, just had some stuff had to do uh, in school, so school work got hectic, and just honestly, the thought of recording a podcast on my drive home was exhausting, and didn't seem like fun, and I really didn't have any passion for what I was would have been saying, so I'd like to at least keep it quasi-real and bring some thunder, bring some heat when bitching about work and the world and customers and everything else. So Before I get started on my first rant, I'm going have to have to tell you a story. And it's a story about customer service. <laughs> uh, no, to get to get what I'm talking about, to understand where I'm coming from, you have to understand this story. I'm having it at a Popeyes. And I feel like the owner of Popeyes sold his soul to the devil. And what Popeyes wanted was the best tasting chicken sandwich in the world. And so they sold their soul and got the best tasting chicken sandwich in the world, but now the devil is, his devil's due. You know, he's coming for his payment, and I don't know what it is, but more violence and more murders have happened to the Popeyes since this damn chicken sandwich came out than have ever before. There, there, than any, than all Popeyes put together. All violent crimes and everything. So there was a Popeyes in Tennessee where a, a lady goes through the drive thru, she gets double charged for her meal, and then ends up catching it and wanting a refund. So she, uh, allegedly calls the manager and the manager says, yeah, no problem, just come on back and bring in your receipt, we'll refund you. And then the video starts when the lady is having a conversation, uh, an argument with the cashier. And from what I can tell on the video, she has her, she got a refund, but she can't stop running her whore mouth. And She's is the only white person in this Popeyes, and so for some reason, she feels it's okay for her to start calling all the employees the N-word well, the manager comes up and says, ma'am, you got your refund now, if you don't leave, I'm gonna call the police and have you forcibly removed so that's, and that's pretty much where the video on the inside ends, it picks back up outside with the lady out in front And a very large black man. He's 29 years old. His name escapes me at the moment. But he is following her. And he's on that death march. And he goes to grab her where the manager starts punching him in the head. Telling him to let her go. But he has her in a belly to back suplex position. And the sports entertainment fan in me is thinking, Oh, he's going to take her to Suplex City. Or do the old uh, German suplex like uh, Chris Benoit used to do. He used to get the belly to back and suplex you and not break the not break the hold and then roll over and then suplex you again. Uh, but he picks her up off the ground and he, and he goes to slam her back down, but he tilts into like a... It's a belly to back body slam. And he, he tips her her top half so he wouldn't just like slam her back down on her feet he manipulated her body to slant and land perfectly flat on her side uh unfortunately she's a 55 year old white lady and uh that leads to nine broken bones in her body now her lawyer is making the claim that just because she used the n-word does not give them right to uh to to body slam and almost break her in half. Uh, but now the word is is that that guy's going to get possibly they're going to they're going to push for uh, attempted manslaughter on the dude, and I think that's a bit extreme. And I'm going to tell you right now where I stand. I stand. I'm, I'm on Team Body Slam. Hashtag Team Body Slam because I don't feel like it's it's that. I don't feel. Like, should he get fired? Yeah. Should he go to jail? Absolutely not. Think about how much this guy was pushed to the brink. You know, like, where a white lady could get him so enraged, or black, anybody, any person could get somebody else so enraged that they grab them, elevate them, and slam them on the ground. So you gotta look at something, like, is is it... I think it's just working with the public in general cuz the fucking customers think that they are untouchable. And to me that is the most ridiculous thing ever that this lady thought that she was so untouchable that she could push a man to the point of rage when he screams at her you hear his voice break. And she got him so worked up and so angry and maybe he was dealing with some other shit and that was just the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know. And I don't know this guy. I don't know his history but for him to get because he knew he was going to as soon as he laid hands on her and grabbed her he knew he was going to, to get fired I mean that's, that's orientation 101 that's first day shit you never lay your hands on a customer not even if they you can protect yourself and that's about it so if a customer tries to throw hands at you and you want to throw hands back at him you're going to get fired if a customer starts whipping fucking canned food at you or Big Macs or quarter pounders and you lay hands on her, you're gonna get fired. So he was pushed to the point. And I I think that uh as working in retail that I that I as I have for the past sixteen years, I really think that uh we should stand behind him. You know, probably not with hashtag team body slam. Oh, sheriff just passed me. Uh but I, th- I think we should stand together, and it's about time the customers really start. They, just, they should start being nicer to the people that work retail. Uh, another sheriff just passed me. Uh, but I think, I think the, the, the customers' expectations are reaching, and a third sheriff has just passed me. Somebody's going to die tonight. Good thing they can't see in, in, in the cab of my Jeep. They would just see me talking to myself. I mean, it's on a hands-free set. I'm not breaking the law. But I am going to slow down a little bit. Because I see a fourth sheriff behind me. But anyway, I think we should rise up. We should start. A ha- there should be a foundation. Because working in retail is psychologically damaging to people. And especially if you're not happy with where you work. And this guy, the past six weeks, I'm six weeks, eight weeks, however long this Popeyes chicken sandwich fiasco has been going on, it's it's just taking too much too much time. It's taking a lot out of the people that work at Popeyes. Get accused of shit like hiding chicken sandwiches in the back, like it's bars of fucking gold. Like trying to, people trying to buy chicken sandwiches on the D L for like thirty, forty dollars, just wanting to get a piece of chicken sandwich. for whatever fucking reason, I don't know, uh, but imagine the hell that this guy's been through over chicken sandwiches, and then this lady comes bebopping in, because she paid for extra food that she didn't get, she got double charged for her order, it was, uh, 13 so, my first red flag is, what was this customer doing in the drive-thru that she didn't notice that she got overcharged? How much chicken was this woman buying that she didn't notice a $13.11 overage? And she should have said, something doesn't sound right here. God, there's another Coke police out. What in the hell? Oh. Uh, so there's... She has a, she has a 13 and she, she doesn't notice it. And she makes it all the way home. And then she goes to, I'm assuming, balance her checkbook and looks at the receipt and sees that she got charged extra. She got double charged for a 1311. So then she calls up and the store manager says, No problem. Having been a store manager in my line of work, you know, the first thing you do is you go out and you tell your cashier, Hey, there's going to be a lady come back. We double charge her, just give her money back, apologize, whatever. But, of course, the cashier's always the last one to know. They're the last one to know anything. Ever. But what did this lady do to the cashier? And how did she get the big man involved? There's a lot of questions that I... There's too many questions and not enough answers. But you just can't go slapping a manslaughter charge on a guy, or attempted manslaughter charge, because he body-slammed somebody. I mean could have covered it up a little bit better and ran up to the guy holding the camera and done a a quick wwe promo (laughs) just cut a promo real quick and uh maybe maybe he could have gotten insanity plea i mean if they're gonna go balls to the wall and do attempted manslaughter i'd just say that uh he's crazy he has a hard time separating fantasy and reality and he uh he thought he was in a street fight for the wwe he thought he was fighting gold dust or uh Brutus the Barber Beefcake. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so that's so if you hear me say, and that's why I'm on Team Body Slam. That that's what it's referring to. A lot of people have covered this story now. Uh, I first noticed it uh, two days ago, three days ago. I watched the video. It's it's a brutal, it's a brutal body slam. And I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to downplay it. Like, it was a nasty body slam. It was... It would have... I mean, I'm not 55. I'm 36. And I don't know if I could have got up from that body slam. So he put some power behind it. But again... He, some people just gotta fucking push people. And she... That white lady seemed like the type of person who just fucking... She just fucking pushes people's buttons. Just because she's always gotten away with it. And she can always do that. But Fuck that. I got to support, I got to support my man, hashtag Team Body, Team Body Slam. So, I'm at work today, and a page help for a customer, and I don't work in a big box retail anymore, I work in a highly specialized retail. and we offer some we offer everything but we're not a large store one of the things we offer to sell is like Christmas decorations and wrapping paper but who the fuck doesn't you can go to a gas station and probably get some bows and not headphones like ribbons and bows so I get called to help this lady and she's standing there with a box of 70 lights on a, on a on a 15 foot string cord, whatever and she's looking at me and she has a real thick southern accent, she's like well, I got a 6 foot tree, is this enough lights to go up on it? and I just look at her and I was, I, I look at her and I say I don't know She was like, well, I just need to know because it's a pre-lit tree, but I want to add more extra lights to it. I was like, did you look on the box to see? And she's like, I just need to know how many lights. I was like, I I, I understand. So I take the box from her hand, and of course, of course, there's a chart on the back that's saying if if you have a six-foot-tall tree, this is how many lights you need written plain as day and plain fucking English, but I guess she doesn't read that shit. So I said, it says if you have a six-foot-tall tree, you need 400 lights. This is a box of 70. Oh, good, so I got the right thing. No. No. You got 70 lights and you need 400. You need 330 more lights. So take this box of 70 and put it back on the shelf where you got it. And you can either buy a box of 400 lights if we have it Or two boxes of 200 lights And she's like, well I'm just going to have to think on it And I was like, Christ forbid you think about it before you come fucking ruin my day Because God knows I don't have anything else to do Than to wait for you to ask me how to decorate a goddamn Christmas tree If you got questions about that, go to Michael's, go to Lowe's Uh, We don't do that shit here so seven minutes later, she comes back up with two boxes of 200 lights. And she said, I looked on the chart, and this I got these 300 lights, but, that's, but I got them for a five-foot tree. And I look at her in her eye, and I lean forward into the counter, and the counter presses across my thighs. And I just lean in, and I say, you have a six-foot-tall tree which requires 400 lights, which you are holding 400 lights in your hand, not 300. How did your tree shrink one whole foot? And so I had to ask, do you have a 5-foot tall tree or a 6-foot tall tree? I got a 6-foot tall tree, then you got 400 lights, that's the correct amount of lights. Holy shit. And this, I would expect this from like an 8-year-old but this woman was in her 50s At least Now I'm not saying That I'm going to body slam her <laughs> I, Maybe just a penguin slap Just to slap some common sense into her Like this this I wish I could have taken a picture And she could be the face of Generation Oblivious My other podcast that I do This, this podcast more Just me talking in my Jeep driving home So you understand The type of day I had my interpretation of what goes on around me but this lady she's going to come up on the podcast about the oblivious people so after that I'm I'm in my office we're about to close it's 7.58pm and we close at 8pm and I look up and I see this woman walk into the store and she goes and gets an ad paper I come out of the office shaking my head and I say man we're about to close and she goes do what and I said we are about to close you cannot shop tonight and she says well I'm just wanting to get some laundry detergent and I said you're not going to get it tonight and you're not going to get it from my store tonight and she looks at me and she goes well what time is it and I said it's 8 o'clock She goes, well, what time do you close? I just fucking told her I was closing the store. I don't give a shit what time it is. I'm the fucking boss. I'm going to close that motherfucker down when I want to. So I go, eight. it's eight o'clock. We close at eight. You need to get out of my store because I'm taking the registers. I'm putting the money away and I'm going home and again she goes well I just wanted to see what no you're not seeing what laundry detergent I have on sale that's not happening for you tonight you can take the paper and you can leave you inbred fucking incestual hooker go take money to go blow your brother dad you fucking dumb bitch and this is uh, all these things are related we have somehow we have to take the power that doesn't even exist but these fucking customers think they have the power to just steamroll us. Oh, I'm here. I need to buy laundry soap so you shall stay open. Fuck off. If it wouldn't get me in trouble, I would have locked her ass in the store. But she fucking... Weeble wobbles her fat fucking ass out the door And then her husband's in the parking lot going Well, what's the deal? And she said He says that they're closing No, no, no He said We are closed Now, this conversation has lasted more than two minutes You are now in my personal time And I feel If you are in my personal time I should be able to say what the fuck I want to And what I want to fucking say is Get your fat fucking ass in your fucking car And go fuck off that's what I want to say. But I don't. Because God knows. The customer can't be wrong. Whoever said that, I hope he's fucking dead. I know he is. But God damn it. I hope he burns in hell. You don't give people that much power. The powers of be just need to stand behind their people. I would love it if the owner of Popeye Chicken was like, No, you are going to get our full legal team behind you, you're not going to jail, they're not going to get, they're not going to get an attempted murder charge off on you, and we'll, our, Popeye's insurance will pay for that lady's injuries, but you're not going to get none of this shit that they tack on on lawsuits, uh, uh, through the mental pain and anguish, uh, through loss of consortium, which that's fucking. You can in a lawsuit. You can tack on loss of consortium because of the injuries have left you unable to fuck or fuck good like you like. That is a law. That that you can get money for. This is a true story. This is back in uh, uh, 2015. Nope. Shit. 2010. 2011. 90 year old woman trips at walmart and falls and breaks her hip and her and her old ass husband sue walmart for uh that she tripped on a pallet one of those big wooden things where all the freight comes in they trip on it she trips on it falls and breaks her hip and part of the lawsuit was loss of consortium and i had a big problem with that at the time I was like, no, 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 you need to prove that you two can still fuck. Show me a prescription for fucking Viagra. And I want to, frankly, I want to see a sex tape. That you, I need to see your two old pruny asses going at it. Because you're throwing lots of consortium around. Like, all these 80, 90 year old people just are fucking constantly. And I don't believe it. I don't believe it. For one minute you're being greedy. And you're old. And you're about to die anyway. So... Your old blind ass tripped over some wood that was left on the ground. Was it left behind? Yes. Should she have been walking there? No, because it was in in between two stacks of mulch. Why are you walking between? Why aren't you walking around? You don't know what you're doing. You're old, you can't see. And you're definitely for sure not fucking. But somebody in... I want a judge... I, I would love for a judge to stand up and be like, "All right, look. And before I go on... I don't think that corporate America should get away with everything. I don't. But when you sue a company like that, and you sue for all this crazy shit, a loss of consortium, and all this stuff that gets up into the millions of dollars, you're not hurting the corporation. You're hurting the the, the minimum wage workers that are doing this shit for seven twenty-five an hour, eight twenty-five. I don't even know what minimum wage is anymore. But that's who you hurt because the company doesn't. They don't take that loss just and say, oh well. They go, they recoup their money back. So what does that do? That puts less people in the stores. And that takes away hours from people. Do you know how many hours it takes to repay back $2.5 million at $8 an hour? A goddamn lot. I mean, somebody, you roughly make $25,000 a year. So four years, you make $100,000. So in 40 years, 40 years, you'll have a million dollars. I think that math adds up. I don't know. For 14 14 years, you're at a million dollars. 28 years. Fuck it. 28 years, you'll be at $2 million. So 28 years, this person... You you basically took a lifetime of work away from somebody. 28 years with a company is no small feat. And you just fucking take it away because you're 90 years old and you tripped over some wood. Or you take it away because you couldn't stop your fucking whore mouth from running to a guy who looked like he could be a defensive lineman in the NFL. This guy was fucking huge. I'm not a small guy by any means. This guy was bigger than me. This guy would make me look like a tiny high schooler standing next to him. He was a big motherfucker. And the balls to just run your mouth at him. It's just insanity. In-fucking-sanity. So speaking of insanity, we'll finally change the subject. I want to thank you for letting me vent. I can breathe. It doesn't feel like somebody's grabbing me from behind... About to fucking body slam me on the ground. Uh, during part of my layoff... Uh, I had to go to the loony bin. Under my own... Was the reconnaissance? Under my own reconnaissance... Uh, I went to the local nut hut... Funny farm. And it's the same place. I didn't realize, but... If you go, we don't have like a detox center, because we're not a big place, so if you need to detox off anything, they put you in the, uh, they put you in the loony bin, and depending on what you're coming off of, depends on what wards you get put in, they've got a children's ward, and they got some people who aren't necessarily, they're not violent, they're just there to like, decompress, uh, get a, get off like a beer, you know? They, they drink too much beer and they want to stop them. and then you got people who are on like you know a little bit of liquor uh, maybe some weed uh, then you got the people who are potentially dangerous to themselves and others uh, coming off harder drugs and then you got the people who are basically getting clean so they can go to prison and I was in <laughs> the next I was in the second to last one the danger to self and others coming off of really hard drugs uh, and just kind of I was on a, it was a whole cocktail of shit I was detoxing from everything but that was a real interesting um, that was a real interesting event Um, I was there for five days detoxing and and I had to go to an outpatient intensive outpatient procedure iop is what it's called basically it's uh it's a condensed version of rehab you just all the therapy that you would do in rehab you go and you do three four days a week uh, uh, three days a week and you get all your therapy then and there but you get to go home so basically they wanted me to, to stay they wanted me to go to rehab for 30 days and i said no uh, but I'll do this, uh, IOP program. Gotta take a So that was... So... I had to do that. But the stay... Even though I was with potentially volatile people... Uh, it was a pretty sweet little vacation. I'm not gonna lie. Um... Uh, and a lot of it was just, I didn't have to make a decision. I and mean, I know that sounds crazy. And people depend on where. If you don't agree with my line of thinking, you're probably not still listening to this podcast unless you just like to get mad and yell at me and call me a dumb fuck. But I've been making decisions for grown ass people since I was 23. Uh, that's when I first got promoted into management. And I've been in management ever since. And it, it takes a toll on you. And everybody, I've, I've known several people who took a mental break just because it, it, it overwhelms you. And it's because you're, they're grown women, some of which are your mom's age. Hell, sometimes it's your grandma's age. And you have to, you know, they'll ask you questions well, when do you want me to go to break? Uh, what time's my lunch? How long of a lunch do I get to take? Can I have Friday off? And it's just its constant. And you never have all the information, but you got to make these decisions because that's what's expected of you. And if you don't do what's expected of you, then you don't have a job. So for, for 13, 16, 13 years, I've just been dealing with that and dealing with that. And then, you know, you go home Your spouse is like, what do you want for dinner? Well, what do you want to do tonight? I don't know. What do you want to do tonight? And that shit sounds okay. It doesn't sound like that big of a deal. But you you compound that with day in and day out of just constant questions and answers. And anyway, I didn't have to make a decision. And it was fucking lovely. I woke up when I wanted to. They never... It's not like, it wasn't like prison where you have a wake-up time. They would tell you, hey, breakfast is here. Do you want breakfast? No, thank you. I believe I'm going to have some more sleep. Okay. And then they're like, it's time for your uh, medication and your blood pressure. Check your blood pressure medication. Do you want to talk to the doctor? Nope. Or, yep. And then, it was off to, then, then you kind of waited around. And then you went to lunch, you know. And then you walked in, and they had two entrees. You pick it. Do you want chicken or beef? That was your decision. That's all the decision you had to make for the day. Would you like more Jello? Yeah. The hardest decision I made the whole time I was there was what I wanted to drink out of the Pepsi fountain. They had a they had a fountain drinks from. There were Pepsi products that was the hardest decision I, I had to make it was all you could eat you could go up three, four times if you wanted to uh, then you go back to the room you could watch TV or not you go take a nap you could read, you could color uh, we were allowed to have colored pencils and I know that sounds crazy but <laughs> there, were, there were some groups in there we were, you know couldn't have scissors, but we could have pencils. Uh, I couldn't have shoestrings, couldn't have belts, uh, couldn't have any jewelry, necklaces, or chains or anything. I don't know, they may have let me keep my wedding ring on. I really don't remember. Uh, because part of the de- detoxing, they give you a, a, a pretty decent dose of Valium. Uh, make sure that you don't, like when you're withdrawing, you're not going in having seizures. Uh, And then there's some other medication that I was taking. Uh, So it's all a little foggy. (laughs) But you go to group... You have group therapy where you go and you get to do something. Like one day we made lotion. We got to choose the scent of our lotion. That was weird. And they sent sent us back to the room with these little paper cups. Dixie cups of fucking lotion. I don't know what the hell we're supposed to do with that. But... But I had a roommate. I had a room. You know, I got some clothes. And you didn't even have to. They would tell you, "Hey, here's your towels. Go take a shower." Okay. You didn't even have to think about that. They asked. The weirdest thing was they asked you how much you pooped every day. They're like, "Do you poop? <laughs> Do you have a bowel movement?" And for five days, I did not take a dump. I could not shit in that hospital, and I don't know why. Speaking of, I'm right here beside it. Uh, So I know I could have looked at that whole situation and kind of been bitter about it. Um, But I really, I don't want to say I enjoyed it, but it was was nice not having... Because I've quit drinking and quit doing drugs before. I've done it on my own. I've never went anywhere. And it's kind of hard to deal with that and deal with everything going on in your life but just having to deal with that and then seeing the doctor and seeing the therapist and then getting to come home and I gotta make jokes about it like I tell people ah, when I was locked up you know this happened and you gotta be humble about it because when you go in they they literally do it they strip search you they don't do a full-fledged like they don't stick their fingers up your ass but they look into your asshole and make you cough and that's, that's really, that's a uh, that's a humbling experience for somebody to say turn around, spread your ass, spread your butt and cough and so you've got somebody just staring deep deep into your brown eye and you my thought was, I was just like this is where we're at, but you know, there's not, I mean it's a it's, it's humbling. It's, it's humiliating, you know, because they're like, "Grab your balls, lift them up, and then they look at your tank." And it's just like, "Look, this—this this is what you, your decisions you have made since you became a quote-unquote adult, since you moved out on your own at 18—all of your fucking horseshit, bullshit decisions you have made have led you here." So, uh, I don't know why I felt like I needed to share that. I guess because I don't think anybody will really listen. So I know Lewis will. So, dude, uh, he'll listen. But I don't know how many listens this will get. It's not like anybody here knows me. But. Oh, well, I think that's all I got. We've been going for about 35 minutes. Uh, be looking forward to more, doing more of these. Uh, not sure I'll have such an uh, abundance of uh, of material you know and I don't even know if this was abundance but got lady with Christmas lights the in- inbred incestuous hooker that her brother father pays to just shoot fat loads in her mouth that's what she needed the laundry detergent for I hope she I hope that bitch does a fucking tide pod challenge and fucking chokes to so death and dies fucking fuck her god damn it I'm still not over it. Just the, It's the entitlement To think that we should stay open Because she thinks she's fucking Oprah I've heard Oprah doing that to places Like she shut her Walmart down so she'd go shopping But you're Oprah And you're not wanting to do it in the middle of the goddamn night She could She could want to And I'm sure Walmart would fucking do it Or Target or any place I just wonder on Exactly how much money she's Gonna spend there But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, uh, thanks for following the podcast. Stick around. Uh, Check out the website, hiddenpixels.com. They're uh, helping me produce this, giving me hosting. So, big shout out to them. Check out my other podcast, Generation Oblivious. And Epstein didn't kill himself. Good night.